Welcome to another episode and another season of The Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And my name is Casey Coleman. We are so excited to be back. It is a new year, a new season. Uh, Casey, what have you been up to? Antonio, I've been up to so many things and nothing at the same time, which if that does not... (laughs) If that does not sum up what it's like to live with COVID, I don't know what else. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Well, I don't know if you know this, but you do because you have been over my house since. Yes. Safely, of course. Of course. Uh, I, we had the baby. So you had a baby. Yeah, you we had a whole baby. Had I, a whole I, baby. I kind of uh, prefaced in other episodes and the baby came. It's here. And he is, uh, I can tell you that's taken up a lot of my time. Me and my wife are extremely happy and excited and it's been a really fun time and I can only imagine what stories I'm going to be able to tell in the next few weeks as we uh, continue with our podcast. I know which I, I do have to say very excited for you and your family also very excited for my little nephew here who uh, triumphantly decided to uh, give birth I think in the best way possible. Well, yeah, I guess I should share that story then because I took it for granted at the time, but he was born on January 20th, which is inauguration day. Yes, it's he like was. As if he was just over the whole era of the previous the, administration. Yeah, I don't even want to mention the name. And uh, yeah, on that day, we were watching, it was very memorable. We were watching the inauguration and the nurses who don't get to watch TV on shift would come into our uh, our room and watch and watch the inauguration live. And I'm like, are you going to check on my wife? Uh, because that is more important to me. But uh, no, it was it was fantastic. He was born at 921 p.m. So he was born on 120 and then in military time, 2121. That's awesome. And it was uh, it was amazing. It and was I just I have mad respect for the dramatic uh, the dramatic entry, you know, supposed to be born in the morning. You're going to do a C-section. Then last minute, baby switched. Yeah, and... I didn't want to bore anyone with those details. But, but essentially, that's what happened. That's what happened. We went in for a C-section. Things were running late. Last minute, the little dude decided to turn. And my wife, my wife, you know, had went into labor within 12 hours. He was out. So uh, if that is not a way to enter the world, there you go. I don't know a better way. So there we go. Yeah. So that's been keeping me busy. But I will tell you, though, Casey. Yes. There have been many things that I've been thinking about for this season. And we have a lot of fun topics. I feel like we started the first season. We were trying to figure out what we were doing. We kind of got there. We had some great conversation, but we are more prepared this time, aren't we? So, yeah, we have a whole list figured out of uh, kind of topics for the whole season, whereas sort of our last season, we would week by week say, OK, what do we want to talk about? Don't just, that's that you're 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 pulling back the curtain. We were very prepared last week, last time. And by yeah. very prepared, we were like, hey, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah, <laughs> don't no, tell so, them that. <laughs> no, but I'm excited about uh, some of these topics we have planned. I think they're really fun. They're definitely unique. And, you know, to anyone listening out there, we would love to hear your topic suggestions. Uh, we're learning, we're growing every day. I think that's kind of what we do as educators. So yeah, we got some really awesome topics. Coming and if you along. don't already, I mean, you need to follow us on our Instagram at The Enlisted Podcast. We do weekly polls. We'll post funny pictures. You know, we share bites for you to, to share with other people. And uh, we always want to have that conversation. Different content. And, you know, sometimes we want to know who's more right. So is Which Antonio- is usually not me. <laughs> But I, I do think there's a bias in our followers. Well, you know, it's I it's it's clout, you know, it's Johnny always makes fun of me, my fiance, because he's like, oh, we have to go to this wedding because you let someone borrow your pencil in the second grade. And now, you know, you're you're officiating your wedding. And yeah, I guess it's a personality trait, a flaw. I don't know. I tend to sometimes be the mayor, um, which my dad weirdly instilled in me as a kid of like just kind of trying to be nice to people and. You know, but yeah, we, but there's a difference between being nice to people and making them your best friend after going for the last chicken nuggets at the same time or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would never give up the last chicken nugget. Um, well, that's true. That's that's where you draw the line of, of nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The buck stops there. There's a couple foods that I would I would I would give away a newborn in order to which have. we know because we have a top five list. Yes. Of worst foods ever. So I know olives, you would just 
you know, flick at people. Oh yeah, at yeah. Restaurants. But if it was well, okay, but you, okay. So you mentioned uh, you're talking about. I think you just gave us a little insight of, on on who you are. And what we noticed last season is we just assume that people know us. Now, most of our listeners, I think, are our friends and, and people who know us in some aspect. But I don't really think that people actually know who we are. So we thought before we got into our list, and we have a really, really fun and exciting list, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, we wanted to just give you very briefly our top five things about ourselves that we think that you should know to get context mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Absolutely. So Antonio, would you like to start? Tell us the top five things listeners should know about you. So some of them are very obvious. I think I've, I've mentioned them, but I just feel like I just got to mention them. So first and foremost, I am a new dad. And I think that is going to provide a lot of different perspectives in the next few seasons. Uh, I, my first language is Italian. I, I mentioned migrating here from Italy, but I did not speak a lick of English. So this is why sometimes I may have a funny accent, why I make up words or just don't understand basic things. Like as we go through the season, there's a lot of things I just never watched. I never watched Sesame Street because at what point was I going to watch that? I was too old. Um, I'm a very, very passionate person for better or for worse. Yes. And that has gotten me in trouble because I will passionately put it this way. I've gotten people to sign up for Spotify just based on my passion and, 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 and selling Spotify. But I've also made some terrible mistakes, which happens often. So <laughs> that is also me. So sometimes you're probably like, why is he so passionate? It's just because like, I need my point to be made. All right. These two, though, I think are a little bit more like fun facts. Okay. So I once went on a 10 day pizza eating streak. Wow. 10 days. And I think it's actually more than that, but I I safely want to say 10. I just had an opportunity to eat pizza every single day. Was it like the same kind of pizza or were you switching it up? Nope. It would just be like, it was one of those things. It was also coincidence because I would show up. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're giving us pizza today. And then there'd be leftovers and I'd be hungry, didn't have food. So like I warmed up the pizza and then the next day would be like, oh, we're going to order pizza today. So it was just, uh, and, and also that's just a testament to my love for pizza. Yes. Can you just confirm for me that that wasn't like, you weren't in like jail or a detention center where they gave you pizza? <laughs> I think our listeners need to know that. <laughs> uh, so I can confirm that it was not and that I also have never uh, seen the inside of a jail, not even on accident. So <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, sometimes it was by choice and sometimes it was just by, by spur of the moment. And the last thing that I think you should know about me is, is a two part, it's a two parter. The first thing is like, I always enjoyed school so that I'm an educator as well. I always loved school. I was really good at it. I'm also like a sports fanatic. So you're going to, a lot of the passion comes from that, but Casey, I did not learn how to tie my shoes until I was 10 years old. What? I was, I started reading very, very young. I was maybe four or five when I was able to like read. I'm talking about like encyclopedias. Couldn't tie my shoes. And until this day, I don't know how you tie your shoes. I do the little two like bunny ears. Okay. People do that fancy thing where they like wrap, like make one bunny ear and then wrap the string or shoelace around the other one. And then they do this magic, like pulling thing. Don't know how to do that. I have to make two bunny ears. There is a whole SpongeBob episode on that. Loop-de-loop and pull and your shoes are looking cool. I did not know that about you. And surprisingly, I also did not learn how to tie my shoes until probably like fifth grade. Um, Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, I don't know how I never knew that about you. But yeah, I just, my like mom would tie my shoes or I would just like slide my feet into shoes so I just never tied them and then one day I remember being like I need to be a man and like learn how to tie my shoes yeah because that's Um, what men do yeah I was like oh like what if I'm you know I come out of a ball pit and there's no one around to tie my shoes like I need to need to be prepared for this wow I did not know that but I'm not surprised a little bit about me a little insight and we'll reveal as we go but those are the basics I think if you know Um, those things you basically know me there you go. Well, in a similar suit, I would like to just hit our listeners with uh, the top five things I think they should know about me. Um, number one is I am 
a gay man. Gay as the day is long. Wait, what? Um, yep. <laughs> Surprise. Um, Are you telling me Johnny is a man? I thought this whole time. Johnny. It was short yes, for uh, Janetta. No, not even close. Um, but yeah, so I am, so not only am I gay, but I'm engaged and I actually came out in college. And so that has had a very interesting impact on my own identity. College was a very transformative experience for me. And that kind of leads into my, my second point as an educator. Um, I love education. Um, Antonio and I both work at a college and I'm very passionate about education. I'm a proponent of the only way to change the world is through education. And so for me, um, coming out when I did um, pair as well was kind of the work that I get to do um, because I believe in kind of empowering young minds and helping them grow and be better. Um, I Third thing to know about me, I have a background in improv comedy. I've been doing it for the past, on and off since college, really. I've been doing it more recently. Right now we're doing things over Zoom, which not as fun, but still something I really enjoy doing. And I would say improv is a skill set. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And for me, it's like my, it's just like, it keeps me sane. It's a lot of fun for me to go out yeah. and do those things. I've been um, to your shows, man. Let me tell you, Casey, when people tell me they do improv, I'm skeptical. <laughs> but Casey is, in my opinion, there's like three people there that I think are like hysterical. He's one of those three people. He's I really good at it. Just love. There's something about it to me. It's, it's like a muscle. I don't know. There's something about it to me that is so cathartic that I feel fortunate to this young in my life, find something that I have this much fun with. Um, and I look forward to a day being able to kind of do it back in person because there's a level of physicality that I love with it. It just keeps me fun keeps me having fun and keeps my mind fresh. And I just, I, and it's always funny because sometimes after a show, I like, I call it like improv blackout where after the show, people are like, you were so funny in that thing. And I'm like, I don't even remember because it just, it happens so fast. Yeah. So, and you're making it up. So you don't know what you're saying. Exactly. So it's a lot of fun. I do that. Um, and just kind of rounding out this top five. Um, I have been described as being a very animated person. Um, I talk with my hands a lot. And I think that I always joke that's, I talk with my hands a lot and I think that there's three reasons why, right? So I always joke with people like I'm gay, um, I'm part Italian and I actually grew up in a household where uh, my mom is deaf so we use sign language to communicate. And so when I talk, I'm very expressive. I'm constantly flailing, flailing my hands. I've been described as being, you know, the, the wacky inflatable balloon person outside of a car dealership. Like that is me. I'm very you. animated energy. And so I think that also ties into passion, which I think is why we have fun with this podcast. And the last thing people should know about me is that I would do anything for a hot breakfast sandwich. Like I would, you could call me up and say like, I need you to bury a dead body. And I would say no. And then you say like, oh, I got a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel for you if you do it. I'm like, okay, like, do I need to bring my own shovel? I love hot breakfast. I wish I could start my day every day with like a hot breakfast sandwich. I love everything about breakfast. Breakfast is one of my favorite foods. And there's just something about a hot breakfast. Like I just, it may, like I'm like, I, I, I would plow the fields. I would do anything for hot breakfast. I love hot breakfast. So well, this is good because now everyone here listening knows that you will help them move. Yep. You're available for, you know, any yep. improv show, just weddings, anything like that. Yep. Just pay me in breakfast sandwiches. That is, that's what I want. I would say that that describes you really well. And if you compile that now, if this is your first episode, go back to our season one. I think you'll get more uh, information that I think would make more sense, you know, based on like you dancing at weddings and stuff yes. like that. It all makes sense. In retrospect, should we have done this first episode of the first season? Yes. But who cares? I think it, I think we gave them some context in the first season. Yeah, we're here now. now. Something to build on. We're here. One of us is queer. Get used to it. So Antonio, what are we talking about today? That's right. That's why we're here. So we decided we thought we would start out the season with our top five childhood crushes. Now, the reason why I think this is one of our fun topics and in the first episode is because you obviously are gay. Yes. As you mentioned, and I am not. And I think that I don't think we'll have any overlap, which is going to make this list even more interesting. And also you talked about coming out in, in, in college, which I think 
if I'm if I'm guessing correctly, there's going to be some intriguing, intriguing yeah. uh, 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 choices that you made. Yeah, there. Are, I promise you, my number five will people's like jaw will hit the floor with like what? Like it's like almost I think a spit out your coffee moment. Um, and only some of my true like childhood friends or people really close to me know about some of these and. Like, I know a couple of my friends are going to listen to this and they're going to be saying, oh, I bet you he's going to say blank. And they're totally right. Um, so it, it's a fun one. And I think, you know, my list will definitely surprise some folks um, because of, you know, the situation I grew up in and things like that, which we'll get into. But we thought we'd talk about all those kind of topics, right? Like childhood crushes. You know, do you remember back in school, Antonio, ever playing like MASH where yeah. you would like, you know, it'd be raining at recess and we'd play it where it was like, you know, You'd have to list your crushes and jobs and how many kids you'd have. And it was like, why was what that? I remember MASH was, uh, I, I forgot what it stood for. I, I remember. We used to play, it was mansion, apartment, shack, and house. Yes. Okay. Same. And so it would, you know, you'd like give the person a tally or whatever. And then it was like, you would just line by line X things out. And you'd be like, oh, like Antonio, you're going to live in a shack. You're going to have 11 kids. You're going to have a, you're going to drive a, uh, ice cream truck and you're going to be a garbage garbage truck driver like just silly things like that that uh, honestly like in retrospect it makes you wonder it's like where did these things come from right like these weird childhood games you would play like mash or did you ever um ever have people in your class like they would make like cootie catchers what i don't know what a cootie catcher is but it's a cootie catcher like uh yeah, I, I, I have no idea what these terms like we played mash like i had enough language proficiency to play mash in elementary school i've i've never heard of a cootie is that are we allowed to talk about what a cootie catcher is or something inappropriate a cootie catcher i think it's also like one of those little like there were like little fortune teller things where you'd fold the paper in a certain way and you would like be like okay give me a color and then you pick oh, red oh is that what yeah. that's called i think they're called cootie catchers that's what i know them as but yeah like just little dumb like things you would do as a then kid then you'd like, lift it like you give them a number and a color it, it would and reveal like, yeah, and it'd reveal okay. something or a number or be like, oh, like you're, you know, you're going to marry. like origami, essentially. A little bit, you know. Um, and I always remember, like, I could never figure out how to fold it because like, coordination is not my strong suit. Um, also, another thing you should know. Yeah. But and I remember that. And like, did your high school ever do like flower sales or those stupid little quizzes where you'd fill out a couple questions and for two dollars you could pay to find out you were like, Megan Birkbeck was like your your number one love or whatever. Wait, do you remember? Casey, what the hell are you talking about? What do you <laughs> wait a minute? So at your high school, you had to pay to find out, take a quiz. Like, what did you? Yeah, it was about? like a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser. Did your? No. First of all, okay. So I no, we sold candy like normal people. No, we my okay. First of all, you were in, in matchmaking and charging people to matchmake with these select what what. Okay, a couple things, a couple things. First of all, the only time we ever sold candy, we had an, our, my principal nun in grade school used to sell candy and she was actually like selling candy basically illegally because she was pocketing all the money. Um, oh and it, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, she would charge like top dollar. Like it was like, you know, a dollar, dollar fifty. And she would just rake in coin at the end of the day because it was candy for us to eat on the school bus, um, which was a conversation for another day. Um, all the traumatic things I've learned on the school bus. But in high school, we had this, um, it was a fundraiser where you would like, everyone would take a quiz and it would ask you, I don't even know what kind of questions it would ask you. It was like 10 questions. And then you could pay like two or $3 to get your results. And it would, it would tell you like who your top most compatible loves were, who your friends were, and then like who your like staunch enemies were. And you would pay Wait, like, and it was real people, like real yeah, people from my school. Yeah. Like it would what? say like, yeah, yeah. Megan Birkbeck is a real person. I have no idea what she's doing, but I hope she's thriving in whatever she this chose to do. This doesn't seem ethical. Um, in retrospect, very weird. Um, because of course it was. Can all... you imagine being best friends with someone and finding out, and you paid two dollars to find out that they were actually your enemy? Yeah, and like I mean, it was basically like a, a Google form. Like, why we even had to pay for this was ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sure there's worse content out there, but yeah, that was a high school fundraiser we had. I can't believe you did it. What, what you, uh, well, no, we like I said, we sold like cookies, maybe you know. Yeah. But here's a fun story about fundraising. Uh, I don't know. It's not a funny story per se, but I'm going to tell you uh, to unfold uh, another level for people to get to know me is 
I, there was a, we used to do trips like overseas. We had these two like hippie type teachers that would take us on trips every year. So they would set up a trip and they would go and there was uh-huh. a trip to Italy and Greece. And my, one of my favorite teachers, Mr. Lyons, I love him to death. He was like, you should go. And I'm like, I can't afford it. Like we're, we're broke. And he said, I'll in like, you knew like a year and a half out. He was like, I will help you fundraise. Okay. So what this man did, and it's illegal now, he would go, I didn't do anything illegal, but you can't do it anymore. He would go and buy me like big packs of like, from like BJ's or Costco for me to go around the school and sell until I, I made about $1,000 or almost like $1,200. He would like take the money and he had like a spreadsheet where he would essentially keep inventory. He, yeah. Just to let me know. And like, he would take his money back obviously, but whatever profit I made, I would keep. And that's how I went to Italy and Greece. My so you were a, year. a candy peddler? Yeah. And I also stole, I, like, I, like I worked through the summer at the school. I sold Snapple. Wow. Like in retrospect, I literally, it, it's so illegal to do, I feel like, but it paid my way to Italy and Greece and I'm forever. Wow. Bad, yeah. Bad, yeah. Far, far better than uh, whatever quiz you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess school fundraisers, they will do anything they can to, to make you do things, which I guess education, there you go. Why don't we not fund education more? Yeah, saying, be, you exactly. could have been Liam Neeson taken at any point, you know, for a Kit Kat bar. That's ridiculous. But I'm glad you got that experience and I'm glad you lived to tell the tale. It, it was good. And um, we, I mean, just to bring it back to like, we are talking about childhood crushes i think we set the parameter from like five years to like teenage years right because that's mm-hmm. like prime time um but i just were you an awkward kid like i looked very awkward like i may have to find a picture somewhere to show you like i went through phases um i went through like a punk rock phase not proud of that i went yeah. through like a more like hip-hop phase where i wore like long <laughs> I wore long uh white tees. Uh oh, wow. but did you, did you ever wear the like jean pant shorts that were basically like yeah, pants? I did. I did. <gasps> I did. But wait, but wait, but wait. So the trend when I was growing up, uh, and I guess that's another thing you should know about me. Like I grew up in a very like urban, I think I've talked about that. And uh the 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 style, like the fashion was to wear long white tees, like past your your knees. Oh my God. But, but another thing you should know about me, because you, you, if you haven't seen me physically, you don't know this. I'm a very short man. So when people were buying like two XLs and three XLs, I was buying a medium because they were really big on me. So it was not flattering at all. And then I went through like my Guido phase, which there is a picture out there somewhere that if I, if, if, I don't know what I need to do to get it out there, but it is full on Guido fist pump phase. Yes, maybe we'll post some uh, throwback photos on our our Instagram. You know what, we're going to have to. But yes, I had many phases. I, so I went to Catholic school my whole life, um, K through 12. So a couple things, like, first of all, I struggled to get dressed in the morning because I always had to put on a uniform. They would make us wear these like paper thin gray pants and a polo shirt. And that was just like, that was what I did. But I had so many phases where I was like emo and no one likes me. And, you know, I was listening to Simple Plan on my CD player and like just no one understood me. And yeah, no one understood, right? You were like screaming emo music, like, or having headphones. I don't know if you're like a Walkman or something and eventually iPod, where you would just like be on the school bus. Sorry to bring the school bus up again. And then look out the window and like playing like screaming music as if like your life was that bad. Yeah. And um, you were just really upset that you just didn't have like. Welcome to my life. By simple plan. Day. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So I definitely had weird phases. I also, I have this like, like Daniel Radcliffe, the actor who played Harry Potter, like that man could, he just, he rubs me the wrong way because I'm like bitter that I was never cast to play Harry Potter because I was around the same age. I was a chubby kid with long scraggly hair. I had glasses and I could not for the life of me understand why I was not hand selected to play Harry Potter. Um, I later then learned in life, like, um, I don't know, I wasn't an actor. So that's probably why. Um, (laughs) But I was like, bitter about like it they because, just look you know they walk around yeah like, how would i know this was, good... this was like pre-google really like where you were googling stuff 
But I, you know, grew up with Harry Potter and I loved the books. And I just remember being like, like I was Harry Potter for Halloween in fourth grade. I took a red marker and drew the lightning bolt crooked on my forehead because I was looking in the mirror like an idiot. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of weird phases. I was chubby at times. And then yeah, I, w- I never went through it. Like I was always like the tiny, tiny kid. Oh no. I was chubby, Antonio. And then there was a summer where I got mono and lost 30 pounds. I had to be hospitalized. And I then that same summer grew like five inches. So when I came back in the fall, I was like turning people's heads. They're like, who's that? And I'm like, it's still me. All my clothes, by the way, were hand-me-downs. So I was wearing from like players on the football team. So I would be wearing like extra large shirts. And I was like, maybe at best a, a light medium. And so I just, yeah, high school was a weird time for me, but I just like to think that I get better every day. Um, every day I'm like, well, better than yesterday. So I guess that's all we can hope to do. But delving back into some of these other um, topics, sir, do you ever remember, do you remember your first kiss? Not really. I don't really have, I don't know that it was like a moment. Interesting. To be with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I can share any I, I I need to know what your first I mean if you're bringing this up I'm hoping you have a so well it's hard because I feel like I've I've mentioned this before to some friends recently I feel like just the whole like this past year of living in trauma like through COVID I do feel like it's like eroding my memories but I do remember my first kiss so I was in seventh grade and or seventh or eighth grade I don't know I was seventh or eighth grade and I remember it because on the day I got my first kiss um, was the same day my house got robbed. <laughs> and I remember because it was like, it was in the fall and our house had gotten robbed. Um, Do you think like, it got robbed because you had your first kiss? No, because it happened after. But what had happened was someone like robbed our house, like took a bunch of stuff, like flipped over furniture, blah, 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 blah. And I remember that night my dad was like, when you get out of the house, like, and took me to a football game, um, like at the local high school. And I just remember going to the game and this one girl, her name was Rachel. Um, and she just like came up to me and planted a kid, a very wet kiss on my <laughs> cheek. And I remember being like, oh my God, like, <gasps> like I just got a kiss. Like, what does this mean? And just so like- So is that, that what a first kiss is for you on the cheek? Well, um, I count that because I, I recall it so vividly. I'm sure like, you know, if I really sat down and, and tried to think about like the first person I kissed, kissed, I think I could, but that's just, I just remember that sort of as that, like, almost like, you know, when you watch movies, um, where like a character gets their first kiss and it's like, <gasps> like, you know, people like would gasp. Like, I just, I viscerally remember it so well because I was just so, t- like, I didn't really know this girl that well. Like I wasn't, we weren't in the same friend groups or circles. Like I actually think she was like a year older, and I just remember being like, kind of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my innocence, my youth, my youth is gone. Was taken. Yeah, and now you have to worry about like not being able to go back home because you got robbed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a time. So I wow, do remember so that, those things. Wow, that's monumental right there. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that was my first kiss um, that I can, you know, faintly I recall. wasn't, look, I'm going to say this. I don't, I didn't look, I mentioned going through the weird phase. I didn't, I wasn't really like a ladies man. I wasn't really like <laughs> dating. I didn't date anyone from high school. I did it like someone in high school, but not from my high school. I just wasn't that popular. I was kind of just like a floater. Interesting. Yeah. So like things like, for example, like things like school dances, I just never went to. I've never been, like, I have a son at some point depending on what the world is going to look like, I don't know what they'll do next, you know, in, in years, like there's going to be a school dance. I don't think I'm prepared for, I, I don't have any advice for him. Oh, I'll give him all the advice he needs. For some reason, I was like in sixth grade. I remember like going to the school dance and I was like getting ready as if like I was going to be sent into space to have a wedding. Like I would shower, take the hottest shower in the world. I would like clean out my ears with Q-tips apply cologne, like my dad's cologne, like all these like dumb things, like as if I was literally preparing to like, just literally be launched into space. And in retrospect, it literally didn't matter. Like I was standing in a hot cafe gymatorium, like dancing the cha-cha slide. Like it was not that big of a deal, but I treated it as such. So I don't think I was confident enough in myself to ever want to dance in front of other people. 
oh, I love to dance. Even in high school, I remember because again, Catholic school, we make up the rules. We were never allowed to wear shoes to our dances. So because really? we like if we had a we were barefoot, we had to wear socks. Yeah, they were literally like sock hops. That doesn't seem safe. Um, probably not. But yeah, because they wouldn't, they didn't want us to mess up the floor. So they would make us like literally not wear shoes. And when I tell you that hallway and that gym stank, stank, stunk, it was like just hot, sweaty feet. It was a mess. And here I was thinking I was going to like find the love of my life. Well, now, did you know then, like, were you interested in, in girls at that point? Um, it's very complicated because I, I knew in like seventh grade that I was attracted to men but I always thought if I looked like certain men like I wouldn't be attracted to them like I thought it was more of a body dysmorphia thing I think Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. and so like I dated women in high school um even a little bit into college and you know I feel bad for some of those those women that I sort of hurt along the way because I didn't know what I was doing like I was just trying to kind because I was grown up in school being taught that you know I was supposed to have a wife and two kids and a dog and a white picket fence and those were the things I learned like you know but yeah, so it was a little bit complicated at the time, but yeah, I definitely, I dated women um, and it's a part of my story. And, you know, sometimes when I see an ex or I, I have an opportunity to talk to them, like I've gotten closure with almost all of them to have those conversations, like, sorry, I didn't know what I was doing or, you know, it was very hard. And most of them like laugh it off. And then there's some, I don't, I literally like haven't talked to in years, decades and may never, maybe they listen. I'm sorry. Um, if we haven't talked, you, you don't have to apologize. I don't know. I'm I don't just, it's, it's complicated. So it, Exactly. It's complicated. Which, uh, our society sucks. So, it does. And speaking know. of complicated feelings, Antonio, I know there's a topic. Ooh, I know there's a topic you wanted to bring up. So I'll allow okay. you to segue so, into this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this, but I, then I want to transition to our top five because I think it's relevant because as I was thinking about my childhood crushes, I started to think about, I literally had this thought, Casey. I literally thought when we said, okay, we're going to do childhood crushes. I thought, do cartoons count? Oh my God. And the reason why is because, and I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. If there's a a man or a woman who's into women, or maybe I don't care what you're into, but uh, I was, there was like an attraction to Lola the bunny. Lola bunny, yes. Lola bunny, which recently like, they like realized that she was overly sexualized from Space Jam and like kind of unsexualized her, but not really. But like, she made me very confused. Yes. And I'm, you know, we need to be talking more about sexy cartoons because I think it is more common than you think. Um, I, I, I sort of know what you're talking about with Lola Bunny. I can't say that that was ever my cup of tea, but um, when I think of sexy cartoons, do you know who I think of Antonio? I don't know if you'll be familiar, but do you know the show Danny Phantom? Yes. He was like hot. Like literally. Really? I think he is like very attractive. Yeah. I mean, he had this like white hair and just, I don't know. There was like just something charismatic about it. I don't know. So that's different though, because I don't think so. Well, here's why. Do you think he was- Are you shaming me? I think you're shaming me. No, 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 no. I'm telling, I'm I'm just trying to make the jump as to why I think it's different. To think a cartoon character is attractive is far different than the cartoon being sexualized. Um, But I also feel like if you Google Danny Phantom, you can like see how someone could be attracted to- 100%. But I'm talking about like, have you seen Lola Bunny? Yes, I but I think the parallel is similar. So I just feel like you're trying to shame Casey, me. Casey Coleman, Casey Coleman. Lola Bunny has booty shorts on with what, what you would consider essentially like a camel toe. Oh my God. And like a bra, like just, and then like you talking about like quote unquote sexy cartoons, like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, no, that like, I get. I'm talking Lola. about like not, hey, are they good looking and attractive? Wait, I'm Googling a picture of Lola. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see see what I'm saying a little bit. So as as a kid, you know, you're watching this, you're not supposed to feel anything when you're looking at cartoons, unless it's intentionally meant to be, you know, whatever you're into. I'm not judging you, but you know. Yeah. I mean, again, no, 
I just think Danny Phantom to have white hair, which is not common um, to see. And that's a very popular thing now. Like a lot of like gay people do, or I know like Lady Gaga dyes her hair white sometimes and she just looks absolutely stunning. Like you think there's an attractive quality to that. He's also, and yeah, anyways, that's fine. Yeah, but um, it's, it's um, it, but that's my point. Isn't it so uncomfortable? Yeah, a little bit. It's like, um, like the fact that you feel that way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, it confused me a little bit. So yes. I did not go with cartoons in my top five. But as I thought of this, I was like, wow, like I was re- like, I thought Lola Bunny was very attractive. Which, and when you think about cartoons, right, too, I think there's a level of, you know, there, you get a lot of exposure to them, like much of your worldview. If you watch a lot of cartoons, that's what you're exposed to. So I can totally understand sort of that. I think the word is anthropic. Um, So, yeah. So I don't know. As I was saying, I feel like I was I was very confused and I I didn't want to include those into my top five. But uh, I don't know. Are you ready to get into it? I am so ready to get into it. Um, This is going to be probably one of the most memorable lists. So buckle up, folks. Um, uh, All right. So here's what I want to do, though. I want to go first. Sure. Because I feel like the anticipation of your number five is going to be more exciting than mine. Now, keep in mind that my list does include me, you know, like early teenage years. Which so is fine. You're, some of these you will not be surprised about. I think some of them you're just going to be like, really? But let's go. Number five, if this actress was not your uh, one of people's childhood crushes, then uh, we need to have a conversation. And my number five is Jessica Alba, who was essentially in Good Luck Chuck and Sin City and all of these things. And I remember- uh, Fantastic Four? Chris, well, I didn't, yeah, I don't really watch Chris Evans movie. in a towel, hello. Okay, continue. Right, see, we watched those movies for different reasons, clearly. <laughs> but she, I remember like in high school, maybe freshman year, like it was like an obsession. She was so huge. They're like every guy. She was everywhere. She was in that one movie too, where she was like jumping in the ocean or whatever, into the blue, maybe. Into the blue, yes. I watched that movie too. Yeah. Um, And she was just like, I remember like I obsessed over her. Wow. (laughs) My five could not be any farther different from that one. No, go ahead. I want to hear. Oh, so my five childhood crush, uh, number five for me is. Rosie O'Donnell (laughs) I so okay couple things to to think about so there's a lot to unpack here but (laughs) yep it's a spit out your coffee moment I'm not exaggerating like I remember being a kid like an air heavy air quotes here like (laughs) we got Christian Rosie O'Donnell yep okay get the laughs out I'm sorry I'm sorry I really, I know sometimes you say I'm not going to expect it. Yep. I did not. I don't think she was anyone's celebrity crush. Yep. Uh, absolutely. I, I stand by this decision and <laughs> okay. let me, let me explain it. So um, where does this come from? You may be wondering. So <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. So if you can remember, um, Rosie O'Donnell hosted the Kids' Choice Awards uh-huh. um, from 1996 to the year 2003. So I would watch that like every year. I remember Burger King would actually have like Rosie O'Donnell toys um, as a part of their like their like kids meals or whatever. Like I vividly remember I had like a Rosie O'Donnell like Happy Mealish toy, if you will, and I just remember like so. I had this knowledge of here's this really fun woman who was like always getting slime, who was always having a good time. Um, she was heavily involved, like I said, with Nickelodeon. She was also in the Flintstones movie. She was, yes. And I just remember like always associating her with a good time. And so what did I want to do as a kid? I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to have fun. Um, she was loud and arguably I'm now a fun and loud person myself. And ironically, we're both gay. So clearly I was, I think I saw something in her that I saw in myself. Um, I'm just, I'm floored. I am absolutely floored. I never, if you gave me a hundred chances to guess, don't think I would have ever came 
Yep. So I, I, and I own that that's weird. I own that that's a weird, fantastic, but I like, as a kid, I would, I would have considered myself to like, just have a crush on her. Um, so Rosie O'Donnell's list, I'm going to tell you right now, or I think are going to be very different. Yep. So that's my number five, but yeah. So who's your number four? So number four for me, I don't think will surprise many people just because of, of, they were huge in um, since they were kids. So c- child actor. Okay. Um, in fact, there's two of them. Oh. However, I only liked one of them. Interesting. And that is Mary Kate Olsen. Not how, Ashley. I wouldn't, not Ashley. I wouldn't know how to tell the difference. Well, but... I'm going to tell you why it's Mary Kate, though. Okay. So after Full House, one of their like other sitcom shows, I don't know if you've ever watched this, Two of a Kind. Mm, I remember it. I don't think I ever watched it. Okay. So in that show, I used to watch it right after school every day. I loved them, loved them, loved them. And obviously like, we're basically about the same age. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, you liking Rosie O'Donnell, who's like literally <laughs> 30 years older. It was like comparable and realistic. And I liked Mary Kay better because she played a more sporty, like fun girl. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I love sports. Like I'd love to be with someone at the time than like love sports like me and so even though I know that that is not their real personalities like Ashley was like the pretty girl whatever and Mary Kay was more like a little rugged where I'm like oh I could definitely like chill with her you know one of the guys guys uh-huh. uh, so I I really liked her and then now I don't wow I don't really care but at the time they okay. were everything and that's why they're my number four Well, well, my number four, if there's anyone that's going to overlap with your list, this would probably be the only chance that someone would overlap. But my number four, Antonio, is the one and the only Britney Spears. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I have feelings. I'm going to let you go. So a couple of reasons, right? So she had this schoolgirl mentality, which I, I mean, she wore clothes that the people at my school wore. So again, it was like, oh, weird, but it's okay. Yeah. But I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like, again, like just confused feelings, right? Of like, oh, I've seen people that look like her that like go to my school and here's this person like, you know, skimpily dancing around. And again, I think I was more attracted to the like effeminate side of her. And again, I think it just, it was a, I had a very confusing childhood. Um, and I think we as a society have advanced a lot further, but I just always felt a connection to Britney Spears. We, our birthdays are close. Um, I, she was one of the first CDs I ever owned. Like I remember like my dad letting me pick out of a catalog and I like pick that one on purpose. Um, and like, I would play with Legos and I would have like a Lego wife and it was, I always named her Brittany, like in honor of Britney Spears. And I would just pretend like we were celebrities and this whole thing, which again, I think is just a larger fantasy of just embodying her like aura. So I think the crush sort of manifested in like a weird way, but. But she was also like, to be fair, like that was, she was like everyone's crush. Yes. And I mean, there's a documentary on Hulu. I highly recommend everyone watch it because it's very eye-opening about some of the stuff she went through. But I, yeah, at the time, like, I just remember like when I was young, it was like, oh, she just had this like Americana persona that I could really connect with and it felt real and natural. And so, yep, she is my number four. That's a good one. That's a good one. Not on mine. I, this is going to sound very controversial, but I'm not a big fan of Britney. And I know that's like sacrilegious, but I just don't like her music. You're entitled to be wrong about that. So that's okay. Um, yeah, I just don't really think people actually like her music. I think they like her, but I don't think she's can sing. She can dance. But I don't like her music. So that's, that's okay. Spears. Yep. That's okay. All right. I'm going to go to my number three because my top three are like strong, I-, I think. But I think this is where it gets a little weird. Not weird, oh. but I don't think you would have guessed. My number three is Christina Milian. Do you have any idea who that is? She had that one song, I think, Christina Milian. Oh, I can't remember, but I the name rings a bell. What does she so, do now? What happened to her? Well, for, I think she has kids. She's married to, I don't know, some dude, whatever. She doesn't really make music, but she's an actress. She used to date Nick Cannon. That's like her big oh. like thing. And I used to be like really jealous that Nick Cannon got to date her as if like I ever had a chance. I think she like was in Jersey at some point too. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to find her. And like, she's going to be 
like, and I wish I, I'm going to show a picture, like no chance in hell. Um, but I don't know. I liked, she's like a very smiley person. She seemed like really fun to hang out with. And obviously, you know, she's, she's beautiful too. Um, and I was just like, as a kid, infatuated with, with her. Um, and again, why her, what the, you even said, like, you think she has a song. Yeah. yeah I don't she was, know what uh, the song is. I just she, know her. I think it was dip it, dip it up low, turn it back yeah. to something, something. Yeah, something. yeah. I think it's dip it low is the song. Wow. Good for you. Great song, by the way. But that's yeah. A throwback for sure. Um, Antonio. I don't think it's that impressive, but that's my number three. That's okay. I mean, you stand by your, your attractions. Um, my number three, we're going to start to notice a shift in this list, but uh, my number three is a Disney Channel uh, star. Um, his name at the time was Ricky Ullman. He was on Phil of the Future. No idea who that is. <gasps> that makes me sad. So first of all, slightly controversial so he is an israeli-american actor who his real like he goes by his real name was raviv and then when he got the show on disney channel they like made him change his name to ricky um to try to make it like more they like basically whitewashed him um but he's just got a beautiful smile he was on the show fill the future and i I've always loved a good smile. Uh, my partner's got a beautiful smile. I love teeth. I think I just, he had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful smile. And therefore, Phil the Future, he was the man of my dreams. And uh, at the time, so he is my top three. That's, uh, I love the switch. Now, what, what age was this, would you say? Um, I mean, his show was on, I think, from like 2004-ish to 2006 or so. So I was probably in like seventh grade or so, right around that time. Um, and I just remember thinking he was like so, so, so cute. Um, he just had this like, these like cute little dimples. And yeah, so like I said, around seventh grade was when I kind of started to think like, huh, something, something's a brewing. Yeah, so that that was it, right? The Disney Channel. I mean, t- Disney Channel also introduced a ton of characters oh, that yeah. you just like always felt like somewhat weirdly attracted to. Um, and I'm gonna go on to my number two. My number two, Casey, I think is it's gonna. <laughs> I had a weird obsession with this with this person. Um, I'm again. This is one of those. It's not a. It's not as as, as dramatic as Rosie O'Donnell. Uh huh. Uh, but this person was an artist, and I don't know why I was obs- I was obsessed with them. And my number two is Ashanti. Oh, <laughs> I don't even yeah. know if I can put a face to the name. That's the problem. So she was like an R and B artist. She like I don't know. She was part of like Murder Inc., which is like Ja Rule and all those people. Orgadi, if you're into that clearly where I grew up she was you know that's the type of music we listened to and I used to literally like I had her albums and of course like before you'd buy cds like you had the like inserts that would always be like her like a big poster of her I used to have like magazines that I would collect it was kind of creepy but in retrospect I'm like that is not 100% not my like just her face is just not something like I would be attracted to today. Okay. My wife's face is what I'm most attracted to. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, know. I look back and I don't know if you have any of these, like, I don't know how attracted you still are to Rosie O'Donnell, but I'm like, <laughs> I have no interest in her now. Like, but I think, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I'm not interested, but I get it. Yeah. Don't understand the Sean. And I mean, I think you're, you know, there's, you got to remember, like there was, it was a different time, right? We had MTV, we had all, all certain exposure to things. There were always these new it girls or it guys kind of climbing and swinging back and forth. And so I totally get it. I mean, I started out this list saying I was attracted to Rosie O'Donnell at some point in my life. So it's a crush for a reason, right? It's not meant to be, um, you know, really much more significant than that. Um, and I think sometimes a crush, it's a fleeting thought. And so, exactly. you know, no Absolutely. judgment. It's also who's, who's, that's also like who's popular at, at that minute. Yes, definitely. Which, oh my God, I'm like starting to sweat thinking about some of these. Um, okay, so, my number right, two, so give me your number two. My number two is uh, the actor, um, his name is Jesse Metcalf, and many people would know him as the star of John Tucker Must Die. Oh my God, I know who that is. And he was on Desperate Housewives, which was like 
literally to this day, Desperate Housewives is one of my favorite shows of all time. If you ever want to become my best friend, the fastest direct path to becoming my best friend is to watch Desperate Housewives and talk to me about it. Or Grey's Anatomy. No, but I love Desperate Housewives on a different level because Desperate Housewives premiered when I was in seventh grade and I remember watching it and it was like campy and gay and taboo at times. And there were like plot lines that kind of like were exciting to me, right? Is this like Catholic school kid who would be sitting there watching this show about, you know, Eva Longoria, he plays a gardener on Desperate Housewives that an underage gardener that Eva Longoria, who's also very beautiful, uh, um, like has an affair with. And I remember like, oh my gosh, like, just literally, it was so, so, so taboo. Um, and there was just something about Jesse Metcalf back in the day where, um, and like there's a scene in John Tucker Must Die where he's in a, like a red thong. And I was like, <gasps> like, what am I seeing? Like, I like, I just, I remember being like, oh my God, like how are they allowed to show this? Well, and first of all, that's a great movie. Phenomenal. Guess, guess who's in that movie, Casey? Um... Is Ashanti in it? Ashanti's in that movie. There you go. Okay. Look so at like, that. There you go. So we so have that... we at least while we don't have overlap, we at least have two people that... in the same movie in the yes. same era. Yes. Yeah. 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 But there was just something so. Oh my God! He just had this beautiful smile. This like, oh my God! Just, and like dreamy. a body. Yeah. Dreamy. Yeah. Dreamy. Oh this my is God. The way you describe, I would I would describe it for you. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Yep. So wow. he's my number two, and I just. All right. Can you yeah. give me your number one? I kind of been going, but now I'm just curious. Oh I my god! You. I don't think I, I I couldn't guess. Like I don't I, know you enough to know. I think you could guess because there's one person notably absent from this list. But my number one childhood crush, without a doubt, is Zac Efron. Wow! Oh, I think I might have known that. Oh my god! So I stumbled across Zac Efron um, when I used to babysit. So I started babysitting in like seventh grade um seventh or eighth grade and I remember I used to babysit these four kids with my one friend and like they were obsessed with high school musical and I had just kind of like missed the mark of that like I was just kind of outgrowing Disney Channel um and I remember being like what is high school musical and I watched it with them and I'm like oh my god like who is this this cute basketball player and I I feel like the universe has actually been in my been on my side in this because like I hitched my wagon to this star and I mean he's just he keeps having glow up after glow up after glow up and like I've loved him in every phase um, I he used to even have a gap in his teeth I know that that's now gone but I just always thought he was so cute I'm embarrassed to say I probably spent way too much time looking at him in that wildcat jersey but Antonio, like Zach Efron was the one who made me realize it was like, oh yeah, like I, I'm gay. Like I, there was this, it. He turned you. He basically, yeah, just, there was this like, cause he had this like boyishness to him, but he was cute, but athletic and just like the boy next door and just, oh my God. So, so, so cute. And I just remember even when they made the sequel, because right. High School Musical was like a phenomenon. I like. I literally remember when he like released details that it was like going to be summer themed and I was like oh my gosh like I hope he gets to take his shirt off and uh homeboy was in a pool and I felt like in that moment divine intervention God was listening to me and he said I'm gonna put this man in a pool for you and uh the rest is history well you know his uh counterpart Vanessa Hudgens while not on my list is on my honorable mention interesting I can't wait to talk about honorable mention so tell yeah. us well and, and I just want to mention this about Zach Efron as as a man who like isn't he's like super masculine yes which has always to me been like intimidating like he um, grows like the perfect facial hair like he's got he can do no i just feel like he can do no wrong yeah it's unless perfect. he was racist and then he yes did. which but i mean yeah he's got the white man syndrome where he can't yeah. do anything wrong so yeah yeah um all right so my number one is someone that uh that I, i've always loved wasn't I wouldn't say child star, but uh, did get into the acting industry very young, and is now married to Ashton Kutcher, and that is Mila Kunis. Wow. Okay. The only reason I watched that '70s show, which I don't particularly like, was to watch Mila Kunis. I've actually never seen an episode of uh, that '70s show. I it's know fine. that's controversial. Like, unless when it's not, I think it, it's an okay. I think it's funny, but like it's okay. Uh, but Mila Kunis and I always like and it's funny because I don't know if if you know this but did you know who Mila Kunis dated she used to date uh Wilmer Valderrama right 
No. No. I think they dated anyways. Okay, who did um, she I date? mean, maybe they did, but okay. You know when you're like younger and you you have a like you have a crush on a celebrity crush, right? Uh-huh. And you know who they're with and you're like I have no chance. Uh-huh. And then sometimes you find out who they've been with and you're like, oh, that person was with them. I have a chance. Uh-huh. Who was it? He had a very long relationship with Macaulay Culkin. Oh, like, I did know that. For like wow. a long time. And I remember going, he's with her? Yeah. And I was also very happy that she was with Ashton Kutcher because I always felt like I know they were acting in that 70s show, but I also felt like they were like the most perfect couple. Well, and I mean, married and they're like a power yeah um, now they're making cheetos commercials and so, so like i'm fine right like now i'm fine with it but yeah yeah that's been um that was my i would say my crush for a very long time wow there you go so tell us who's in your who are your runner-ups who didn't make that all team? right so i had uh megan fox oh wow which yep. was like i mean transformers you don't watch that movie for anything else yeah. um vanessa hudgens i told you and Lindsay lohan Ah yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was Those are was not. Uh, it's okay. I'm I'm a rare breed and I know people will listen to this and you know if they have access to me, they'll shoot me a text or they'll say, really? And I'm gonna say, Yep. Yeah. Look at a picture of her in the Flintstones and tell me she wasn't fun to hang out with. <laughs> I um, love that you triple down. I, I love it. That's me. Um, so Antonio, some of my runner-ups, um, and it's it's so funny because when I really thought about it. I do feel like I had a lot of, you know, quote unquote crushes. I think that that came from some of the confusion I had growing up about not knowing really what to do with my feelings or how to process them. But um, so in no particular order, uh, Alexa Vega from Spy Kids. Don't Don't laugh. Alexa, no, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, oh I don't know any of these. these spy things. kids? Oh my God. It made me I feel, feel like, I'm looking at a picture now. It I made me it. feel like I could be a spy and she was just beautiful. She had this curly, like reddish hair. She was also in a movie called Sleepover. Just, I thought she was beautiful. Um, a television host that goes by the name of Summer Sanders, who used to host Figure It Out. I, she was like an Olympian. I thought she was beautiful. Um, and again, she was just fun. So I think it was for me, it was like, here's this person having fun. Like, I want to have fun. Uh, and then I would say Matt Dallas, which if you know him, he was most notably in Kyle XY, which mm. was a show about a, like an alien kid with no belly button and all the posters. Oh, he, would like have, that one. Yeah, he would have his shirt lifted up and I was like, oh, hello. There. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would say those were some of my runner-ups. Um, like I said, I know I run the gamut. And I think, I mean, that's just a testament of who I am as a person. But I, yeah. It's... Well, I'll tell you this. I think that based on this conversation, people have learned a lot about us. Yes, they did. And I think it tells you the type of people yes. we were and who we've uh, evolved into. Yep. And, and uh, I have no shame. Yeah, and I don't have any shame either. I will say, um, in case anyone is wondering if I haven't been clear, I am no longer attracted to Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, okay. Um, just want to make that clear. Um, I think she's had an, an interesting career and trajectory and whatever, but I just, I just, yep, she was at the time, she was fine. Yeah. Yep. So those are some of our childhood crushes. We'd love to know, you know, who are some of yours or did this bring back any nostalgia for anybody of like, oh my God, I forgot about that person or what's their career. I'm surprised, honestly, that you didn't bring up uh, Topanga from Boy Meets World. No. She, didn't do it for you. no. she had that just all American quality of. Yeah, know, I wasn't. That's not the look. I mean, clearly. Clearly it's not the look. Yeah, it just wasn't yeah. the look. You know what? I, I loved. Um, I think her name was Lisa from Saved by the Bell. Yes, Lisa Turtle. Yeah, like I didn't like that typical like all American look. There you go, and that's okay. Whatever doesn't matter. But yeah, I also would like to hear uh, people's like weird, like maybe guilty crushes. Like like a what's your Rosie O'Donnell essentially? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or your Lola Bunny, okay? Or your Lola Bunny, absolutely. Yeah, let us know. We would love to know. And uh, we've got a couple other fun shows planned. And so, as always, let us know what you think and. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Meet with us here every Monday. So we will provide you with entertainment and fun and stories. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. 
And I'm Casey Coleman. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Enlisted Podcast. Want more of these podcasts? Be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Be part of our full show experience by engaging with us at the Enlisted Podcast on Instagram. Until next time.